This is the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, May 5th. Well, we finally got high school sports back on the air yesterday, Corey. How did it feel? I felt pretty good. Had a couple uh, bugs to work out, you know, obviously having to scrape the cobwebs off because it's felt like a month and a half since we've done a broadcast. Turns out it's been a month and a half. Turns out it has been a month and a half. All right, give us the uh, breakdown. So it ended 12-1. to 1. Bemidji beat Wadena Deer Creek in five innings. And we talked to Coach Dykoff before and after the game, and his message before the game was, look, you know, we just saw an opening to get an extra game on the schedule. Bemidji needed a game, and he said we weren't able to make up our game against peers, he told me. And he said this was a good opportunity to get some high-level competition, just in terms of Bemidji being a 4A school, have a little deeper talent pool to pull from. Their pitchers throw a little harder, a little better. So... He said it's a good opportunity to see a lot of the pitching that we're going to see in Section 8 AA playoffs. And it's a good opportunity to face uh, another good baseball team. And a good baseball team they were. They hit the ball all over the yard, a lot of hard contact. Uh, so Bemidji is, a, I believe, they're 6 and 1 as a 4A school. And Wadena Deer Creek now is 7 and 2 on the season. But talking with Coach Dykoff after the game, he was in good spirits. He's like, you know, not the result we wanted, but we got what we needed. We faced a good team. He said he felt like the bats were at least timed up with some of the more higher velocity. Felt like, you know, sometimes you just have to play that team that's up on a really high level to kind of see where you want to get to. Well, and I was able to, uh, uh, I was in studio while you were calling the game and um, they had some shots. I mean, especially early, right? Loading that up first the bases, yeah. nobody out, if I'm not mistaken. All and their first three runners reached. So, yeah, they had the bases loaded, nobody out in the top of the first inning. And then they were, Bemidji was able to get a double play. So a run did score. But, yeah, there was a chance that uh, that Wadena Deer Creek could have made that a big inning and got up early. And It changes, it changes right? Yeah. Like, it changes how you approach the rest of the game because and it and when that's the instance you get a double play and then a strikeout or however the inning ended I don't remember off the top of my head but it like um if you're Bemidji you come out of that thinking hey we got out of that yeah and if you're Wadena Deer Creek you come out of that going ah we kind of missed an opportunity there. Well, and then Bemidji put up a four spot in the bottom of the first. So right, exactly. It just kind of took control again. But, yeah, there was a moment there where they could have really gave him a scare. But Wadena Deer Creek turns it back around. They'll be playing their third and fourth games of the week tonight in Deer Creek under the lights for a doubleheader starting at 5 o'clock against Pillager tonight. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, you have softball for the first time on the air this afternoon. Yes, we do. From the WDC Middle High School softball field, it's going to be the Wolverines and the Perm Yellow Jackets with a 415 pregame and a 430 first pitch. I've heard a lot of good things about this young kind of up-and-coming uh, softball team for Wadena Deer Creek. Saw a little bit of them last year. Looking forward again to seeing them this year uh, in the uh, in the softball season and getting to meet Brooke Umlin face-to-face and talk with her and get to know a little bit more about uh, this softball team this year. So it'll be a really fun experience, and, uh, yeah, we'll have it over on the Superstation today. Uh, 4.15 pregame with a 4.30 first pitch scheduled. Anything else on any of those that we missed? Uh, not that I know of. I think we pretty much hit the main beats. 
All right, then let's talk. Uh, let's get some twin stuff out of the way, huh? You have any good insight on the twins? Well, it was just a a wild game yesterday, evidenced by this fact. And the pitch is a chopper to short, going to third. Larnick, and it's missed by Anderson. Larnick slid. He'll pop to his feet, try for the plate. Ben Attendee's throw is offline, and the Twins take the lead. So Larnick took off for third base and a ground ball, and Anderson just missed it. And then Larnick slid head first, and then Tommy Watkins was telling him, get up and go. And thankfully he did. Ben Attendee's throw was offline. The Twins have a 3-2 lead. Here in the 12th inning. The game went 12 innings. The Twins won 7-2. to two, And I was kind of just peeking at the score before the game started because, of course, the Twins played an afternoon game and saw that they were down 2 nothing. I was like, great, we're going to get swept by the White Sox. This is going to be awful. And then Correa smacks a home run. And then later in the game, Buxton smacks a home run to send us to extra innings, and the Twins eventually take the lead. You know the Twins are really frustrating with runners in scoring position, Corey? They are? Uh, that's yeah. R- that's rare. That's a this-year thing, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. The White Sox were 1-for-16 with runners in scoring position yesterday. Yikes. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, so the Twins salvage the series. They get a win. Now they go to Cleveland uh, to play three games, which will be important. But the funny thing was, Corey, when I was doing, getting ready for my high school broadcast of the Wadena Deer Creek game yesterday, uh, our uh, friends up in Bemidji, Hubbard Radio Bemidji, were getting ready to do their broadcast of the game. Yep. But uh, he had to wait, the announcer did, until the Twins game ended. Oh, is that right? So he picked it up in like the third, in the bottom of the third inning. Sure. And had to finish. <laughs> so he was there before I was ready to call the game, all prepared, and he just had to sit there for three innings and just wait. Because I remember like hearing, I was like, ah, I don't hear somebody else talking. I feel like I'm the only one in the press box talking. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden in the third inning, he goes, well, the Twins just won. He's <laughs> like, we're back on the air. <laughs> that's outstanding. And I was like, yeesh, that's, uh, they had to wait for the Twins to go off the air before they could start their broadcast, and he only got to call two innings. Sure, right. But uh, anyway, Twins have a three-game series against the Gardos this weekend, a team that really had the Twins number last year. The best part about it, though, is Emilio Pagan pitched yesterday. He pitched on Wednesday, which means there's no way he's available for this series. <laughs> uh, I mean, at least not tonight. That's for darn sure. The Twins lost, uh, I don't know what their record was, but it was not good against the Guardians, and Pagan is solely responsible for like three of those losses. <laughs> Um, I want to go back to that Corey Provis highlight, if I can, for yeah. a moment, because it sounds like a mess. If you think that it sounds confusing, go go to YouTube find and watch the that. highlight, and then remember what Corey Provis said, and f- figure out how good of a job he did of calling that, because it was a mess. I saw the highlight of it mm-hmm. before I heard Provis's call, and. As it was happening, I was like, did he slide? Why did he slide? Like, what was the... Uh, it, it was just... It was jumbled from... Like, Larnack, I thought, misread it terribly. Yes. For him to slide into third. I, I twins stink at base running. I know that he, like... That the ball was hit to his right, but it was in front of him. Like, you couldn't see that was... It was just so... I don't know. But but Anderson missed it. I, it was just... Both teams jumbled that up, it seems, kind of badly, and the Twins were 
able to come out on top, which is, you know, good for the Twins, I guess. Two guys bumbling and stumbling, but somebody had to win, and that was yesterday's ball game. Pretty much exactly right. Uh, 5.30 pregame, 6.10 first pitch tonight. 4.30 pregame, 5.10 first pitch on Saturday. 12 o'clock pregame, 12.40 first pitch on Sunday with inside Twins, of course, a half hour before that. So... Uh, all on KWAD. This is a this is important. This is an important series. Very much so. It's it, not do or die. It's important. It's important. And this White Sox series, by the way, was important. The Twins had an opportunity, if winning the series or even sweeping, to bury the White Sox in the first week of May. Like, bury them. Now, the White Sox won two out of three. They won their first series of the year. Now they've given them just a little more glimmer of hope. We'll see what they do after this. But... They, they missed an opportunity there, like you said, a very important series in the f- first week of May just to, of establishing, hey, last year was last year, Cleveland. You don't have our number this year. Yeah, screw you, Terry Francona. Yeah, take that. Prob- take, take that, best manager in baseball. Take that. Stop that right now. <laughs> Your ballpark is terrible. Yeah, yeah, Jacob's progressive f- field. You stupid guardians. Guard this. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what you're doing over there, but I'm 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 just gonna ignore it. I'm trying to get ready for the Kentucky Derby. Are you ready for the Kentucky Derby? Yes, I'm gonna get a big dress and I'm gonna get a big poofy hat like I'm going to church in Atlanta. If you wanted, you wouldn't have to get the dress. You could just get a big hat. I could. If you wanted. I could. So I want to. I'm going to run through the horses' names. All right, these are the these are the runners, the 23 pole positions in the upcoming Kentucky Derby. Uh-huh. Okay, we'll go through these names. Um, uh, I will let you if you want. You can you can uh, take any of the horses that you want based on a name. Um, if you want any more information, I'll tell you what I have. Uh, I have. Um, uh, I have them listed in leaderboard rank. Okay. So that should be pretty straightforward. Um, I have total points for them. I have the morning line odds. I have their current odds. I have whatever information you think you might need um, to make your pick. I also am sorting out some bingo balls right now. Okay. And we could just do a random rolling of the bingo balls to decide who we think is going to be our uh, our winner. So we can figure that out as we go. But the horses' names are Forte, Practical Move, Angel of Empire, Tappet Trice, Two Phils. By the way, that's an apostrophe, yes. So it's they belong to Phil, the Phils. The two belongs to Phil. Okay. Because it's not multiple Phils. Or is Phil an abbreviate, like I said, an apostrophe short for Phillies? Oh, yeah, but then you wouldn't put the apostrophe. You would just put, I see, an abbreviation yeah, of yeah, sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah that's, uh, yeah, that's an interesting point. But anyway, it's a weird spelling. Uh, Lord Miles, which is automatically at the top of my list because that's my son's name. Derma Sotogake, King's Barnes, Ray's Cane, Rocket Can, Hit Show, Confidence Game, Verifying, Sun Thunder, Mage, Disarm, Reincarnate, Jace's Road, Skinner, Cyclone Mischief, Mandarin Hero, King Russell, and Continuar. 
Anything stand out to you uh, right out of the gate with those, CJ? Any horse names in particular that you would uh, uh, like to, uh, I guess, just roll with right out of the gate? First of all, Verifying is a terrible name. Not a great, not a great name. Not a great one. Uh, uh, what's the Derma one again? Oh yeah, hold on, give me a second. It's a Japanese horse, Derma Sotogake. I'm gonna go with that one. It's really good. Uh, uh, leaderboard rank number seven on the list. Uh, total 100 points so far on the season. Uh, Ten to one current odds. All right, I like those odds. For Derma Sotogake. I like the sixth horse right above yours, Lord Miles. Leaderboard rank uh, number six. That is 30 to 1 odds. I like that for multiple reasons. Um, One, because, as I mentioned, it shares the same name as my child, which I appreciate. Uh, Secondly, 30 to 1, I feel like I get good value on that. Yeah. On that bet, right? Yeah. Like, if you're going to throw... 25 50 bucks or whatever at a horse you've already decided you can part with that money so who cares if it's gone what's going to give me a decent a decent payback in the outcome and also this is important um i don't know anything about horses or horse racing so why not let it be that one yeah exactly It's like it's like March Madness. The less you know, the better. Actually, uh, some yes, and and by the way, in case you care, it looks like Lord Miles in a blue, I don't know what do you call it, frock with red lettering, and yours is a dark blue with white lettering. Let's go, let's go. So Lord Miles versus Derma Sotogake. Derma Sotogake. I really like it. A good luck to you and your horse, Derma, and not the billionaire owner. I don't not I don't wish that person good luck. <laughs> Things are going all right for that guy. You know what I mean? I wish nothing but the best to the jockey and the horse and the trainer. Are you going to any watch parties? I uh yes, I in my living room. And you're just going to be saying ma ma the entire time? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I got to run. We'll see ya. There goes Corey Tackman before he gets a case of the vapors. And this has been the morning sports desk for Friday, May 5th.